Hello and welcome to Prosecco Party Podcast. My name is Isabel, engineer by day and podcaster by night. And I'm Lindy, serial entrepreneur and health enthusiast. And today, guess what guys? We're celebrating Prosecco Party Podcast's one year anniversary. Woo! Cheers to that, Lindy. I can't believe it's been a year. It has flown by. Actually, it's been over a year because we recorded our first ever episode in early September and then released it to Facebook a couple days after that. And then we didn't get onto Apple Podcasts for until October. And then we had our launch party in November during our joint birthday party last year in 2019. But you know what? Close enough. When this episode comes out, we're kind of like in the in the region, in the duration of that time span. And it's good enough reason for us to celebrate, I think. Yeah, that's true. So it has been a long journey. It's kind of cool just to like hear you say all of that. So today, how we're going to celebrate, we have a fun little 20s versus 30s rapid fire Q&A show for you guys. We're going to talk about life as a 20 year old versus life as a 30 year old. Um, and so that's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. And I think some things are better now that we are in, in our 30s and uh, well, some things are a little bit worse. So yeah, let's see. And I wonder if everybody will agree or disagree. You should let us know. But of course, we need our girl talk first over our drinks. Cheers, girl. Cheers, buddy. Happy anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary. Oh, I didn't get you a gift. Where's my gift? <laughs> it's my love. And my attendance to your bridal shower last weekend. <laughs> That's all I need. And that bridal shower was so cute, was it not? It was perfect. Good job planning. It was it was everything you could have asked for, I think. What did you think about it? I thought it was really cool. Um, so I basically have two maid of honor. My one maid of honor planned the bachelorette party. And then my other maid of honor, which is my friend Tina that I've known since kindergarten, she planned my bridal shower but um i kind of took over a little bit because i had this certain vision i wanted it to be a high tea with fancy um old bone china and i wanted everyone to wear like lace or fancy um flower dresses and i've never worn a fascinator hat before so i wanted everyone to join in and wear one and surprisingly uh i would say 90 percent of people came with one you did yeah yeah, I definitely did. I went to Amazon, found the one that I needed. It was worth it. And it was so much fun. It was so nice to see everybody in their pretty little dresses um, and their fascinators and their gloves. And yeah, it was so nice. And the tea party was perfect. I loved like the teacups. Um, everybody had a different set of teacups with matching, um, what do you call it, saucers and dessert plates. Uh, it was so like vintage and so authentic. Yeah, and there was these three-tiered matching china um, dishes that each tier had a different type of high tea snack. So there was, I think, little finger sandwiches with cucumbers in it with the crust cut off. There was these little crustinis with this yummy cheese. And then they had, of course, the sweets and then this clotted cream. And it was just so cute and a little fancier than what we normally do. So I would actually um, recommend a high tea if anyone wanted a more fancy type of bridal shower, because I think it was really fun. And it's a big difference from what we normally do, of just like getting wild and partying. <laughs> Yeah, totally. No, it was the perfect venue for a bridal shower. 
and yeah, very classy atmosphere. Definitely different from your bachelorette party a few weekends ago. <laughs> we went from grimy to groomed. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. From ratchet to bougie. Yeah, exactly. It was really, really nice. I was actually surprised to see Brett there. Yes, because where we had the event, you had to go up this windy cobblestone road through this garden of flowers and trees to get to the front door. And when I went there for lunch, I realized a lot of my girlfriends will be wearing high heels and that's going to be treacherous to walk through. So we rented golf carts and Brett and his friend Abe, which is his best man at the wedding, they dressed up really fancy and drove the golf cart. So once you got to the parking lot, you got a welcome drink, which was a basil and peach sangria. And then you got to- It was delicious. Yeah, I agree. That was a really good mixture. I haven't had that before, but it was super good. So then once you got your drink, you got a chauffeured ride up to the front door. And I think it really added to the event. Oh, it totally did. That was such a good idea. And so thoughtful of you to, of thinking about everybody's high heels. Can you imagine everybody was there with their, like, their fancy four-inch stilettos and trying to walk up a gravel path? And that's not a short path to walk uphill. So the golf carts were such a good idea. And it just took it to the next level. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, with the after party at your place. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, that was really cool where Isabel, you and your sister did the WAP or WAP, however you pronounce it, dance. And you oh, guys, oh, yes. You guys did it perfectly. I got a lot of comments on my Instagram story. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. We learned it in like, what, one minute and we executed it near perfectly. I messed it up a couple times. But it yeah, I loved how I did it with my fascinator still on and just, you know, a little bit ironic a little bit contradictory yeah it looks really perfect i guess that's what happens when you and your sister both have dance backgrounds you literally learned it in probably one minute <laughs> i know i should get on tiktok but i'm in my 30s and it's one social media thing that i don't really uh, i don't really want to do anymore <laughs> i guess that is one difference from your 20s and your 30s mm-hmm Speaking of our 30s, my hair is finally growing back after having a baby, which is like such good news. I'm starting to get like little baby bangs up here. I did not need to fill in my widow's peak for your party with makeup because usually I've been like just using eyeshadow or like eyebrow powder on my widow's peak because I had so much falling hair. I had bald spots everywhere, but thanks thanks to the fascinator and my hair finally growing back after baby it's like coming back in and filling out again oh thank god but yeah it, she's what six and a half months old now it took forever it started pulling out in like month two fell out in chunks now it's finally starting growing starting to grow back is that something to do with the hormones after you have the baby there's like less of a certain hormone or something like have you took an have you taken a survey? Like, is that a common thing? I think so. Um, it's definitely a common thing. I, I believe everybody goes through it, which sucks. So I think you're, you get a lot of hair when you are pregnant and then they just fall off when you're done being pregnant. And it's just like a shock to the system. So it was, yeah, it was a shock for me. Well, we should get to our Q&A rapid fire 20s versus 30s session, but uh, after a short word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Lloyd Mitchell, associate at Castle Financial Group. 
As a certified financial planner and chartered life underwriter, his areas of focus involve wealth management and tax strategies to protect your wealth. Financial planning should not be scary or intimidating. As an independent broker with 15 years of experience, Lloyd Mitchell and the team at Castle Financial Group will work with you to create a personalized financial plan to help you reach your long-term goals, make sure you're on target, and maximize your opportunities tailored to your financial situation. Castle Financial Group is different from the banks. They are an independent financial services firm providing personalized service tailored to your financial situation, whether you're self-employed, climbing the corporate ladder, or a public sector employee. Having a solid financial plan gives you confidence and a sense of direction regarding your finances. If you're ready to pursue financial strategies to maximize your wealth, contact Lloyd at 403-266-2500 and Lloyd at castlefinancial.net. That's 403-266-2500 and L-L-O-Y-D at castlefinancial.net. And we're back with our 20s versus 30s rapid fire session. We've got a bunch of fun topics here that we're going to talk about and how different it was in our 20s versus today now that we are in our 30s. So uh, let us know if you agree or disagree on our Instagram or Facebook pages. This is going to be a lot of fun, starting with dieting. Lindy, how was dieting for you in your 20s versus in your 30s? Yikes. Okay. So a big difference in my early, early twenties. My friend Tina and I literally ate Taco Bell probably every day, loaded cheese fries to hard taco meal. Yum. Yeah. Probably every day. And I could go to the beach, wear a bikini. I was always around like a hundred and I would say 12 pounds. I'm really short. So that's like, that's like a good weight, I guess, back in my early twenties. Didn't really have any hips yet or butt really. So yeah, I didn't even, I the thought of dieting didn't even cross my mind. But as I got wow. in my, yeah, mid-20s, late-20s, then now in my 30s, I if I go on an all-inclusive vacation for a week, I will come back for sure gaining at least a pound a day. And if I try okay. to diet or lose that weight, it's a very like hard effort. I need to be conscious and calorie count throughout the day, only eat healthy things, not eat any junk food. And it comes off so slowly. And then I have to continue eating that way for it to, to stay off. Otherwise I can gain weight super easy and it's way harder to lose. So true. I mean, the, I, I really, that, that's a good point about one pound a day on vacation. That's so true. Like I've gone on extended weekend vacations, five days, I gained five pounds, like one pound a day. How? Is it like all the sodium or all the, I don't know, all the drinking? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's just water weight because that, that five or seven pounds sticks with me until I lose it. Yeah. And you have to like work on losing it. Just, it doesn't just like fall off going back to normal life. (laughs) No, you have to work out. You have to drink all the water and be conscious of what you're eating. Don't eat any junk and actually diet. 
Oh yeah. Everything's so much harder to like lose all the weight and, and getting that six pack back. It's just so much harder now that we're older. And I guess, yeah, the metabolism slows down. Right. I remember being 22 years old and having a 30 year old coworker and she was always going to think, going to the gym at least every day. And I was like, wow, you know, I want, want to be like you. And she's like, yeah, your metabolism slows down. And she was super fit, but you know, I'm not like that right now. <laughs> yeah. It's um, even working out. Like if I worked out in my twenties, uh, I did this slim in six. So slim in six weeks, I had clear, you could clearly view the abs and I had our muscle definition in six weeks. Now it probably takes me like six months to get abs. Like that's seems impossible in my mind. Oh, that's so sad. It was definitely easier for me too. Now that you mentioned it, I never had a six pack, but I definitely had a two pack and I always had like a flatter stomach. I was very fortunate. My weight has always been up and down because I was a chubby kid growing up and I always have that little like fat girl mentality inside me. Um, so I like worked out hard for my 18th birthday back in the day. So I was still kind of like skinny going into university. And then the frosh 15 happened with like the 15 pounds and it got really large. I remember being like, um, 62 kilograms in Switzerland, which is I don't know, 140 pounds or something. So that's pretty significant. And I'm not even 5'3". I, I say I'm 5'3", but I'm like just just half a quarter of an inch shorter than 5'3". So it was, but but being up and down though, you could I could easily lose weight after, um, after gaining a little bit here and there. And I was so much more motivated to lose weight in my 20s for some reason, I think, because we were still, oh, we were still partying and clubbing and squeezing ourselves into our little tiny dresses and little tiny bikinis. So I had like extra motivation to look really good and work out hard. So I was like doing all these workout classes, doing weightlifting, doing CrossFit, where I got my, my two pack. <laughs> Whereas now I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm just not as motivated anymore. And I haven't done like an official workout class in, I don't know, years since I was somewhere in my 20s, probably. Well, also in our 20s, before we are with our husbands that we're with now, we were also on the prowl for like dating guys. So I think you're way more self-conscious about your body when you're potentially going to be showing it off. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Now we're all just old married couples just letting it all hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and a lot of my clients that come in for fat freezing that have had children, um, they always have issues with their lower stomach. They say because it's been stretched or if your muscles opened in the middle or whatever, it's almost impossible to get rid of that with diet and exercise, the lower stomach on women that have had babies. Do you find the lower stomach is more bulgy and harder to get rid of now that you've had Isla? Yeah, now that you mentioned it, it definitely has. It's still there. And usually I could just do like a whole bunch of leg lifts and like firm it up a little bit. But I've definitely gotten a pooch, a lower abdomen pooch, which is not going away. But then again, I haven't really tried hard enough to get it away. So I'll let you know once I start my uh, workout regimen here in my at-home gym, if it goes away. I have a belly band, which is like a Velcro girdle thing that you use for after pregnancy. So I have to get back onto that, actually. Jessica Alba swears by that. She says she wears it every day and a course with a corset over it. And she said, you can't overeat because you feel really uncomfortable. And she said, that's how she always loses her stomach fat after having babies. Genius boss mom, Jessica Alba. I'll have to try that. Yeah. So jobs in my twenties 
were a lot different from my careers in my 30s. Would you agree, Isabel? Oh, yeah, that's for sure. At least for me, I was, it, it was a different, definitely a different mindset for me thinking about jobs and careers. But I think you and I have different perspectives on this. So go ahead. Do you, oh, wait, let, let me start. Let me start. Um, since you started the last time. Um, so in my 20s, I was, of course, as everybody knows, I'm a super keener. So in my 20s, I was super duper keen. I'm like so serious about life. Just finishing graduate, uh, just graduating university around like 24, um, maybe 23, I can't recall. But yeah, I was super motivated and wanted to just like kill it in the corporate world, climb the corporate ladder, um, got so many job offers, picked one that I wanted, um, went to Toronto, came back, picked another job, um, was super serious, really wanted to impress um, my parents and myself and my friends, whoever. I wanted to be like that career person and I'm just like so intense. So um, now that I have a baby. I think it's different in, now that I have a baby and in my 30s because um, I can't see myself like traveling as much anymore. Before that, I would I love to travel. Like the traveling was so glamorous for me for 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 career and for work stuff. But yeah, it, I think my priorities changed now, um, and I totally see why people become stay-at-home moms after they have a kid because it's so fulfilling to raise a baby, raise a child, um, but in a different way than a career. It's just like, it, it still like satisfies you, but, but in a different type of, I don't know, different type of way, I guess. Yeah, that totally makes sense for sure. Um, you were obviously keener than I was in my 20s. My 20s <laughs> after high school, I literally didn't even go to college until I was like 25. So there was like- What did you do in between? I worked. Wait, I know what you did in between. We have a whole episode about this. Yes, exactly. I was a server. Uh, I worked at nightclubs, at bars, a hostess. I just wanted to make tips and make a whole bunch of money and just live my life and be awesome and free. And then I realized, you know, uh, at 25, I need to go to school and have an actual career. So I didn't get into my career uh, as a broadcaster until I was about 27. So I guess 20s, I was into money and just making it quickly and working at bars and socializing and go, being crazy and going out after work and drinking. And then in my 30s, yeah, I just buckled down and like focused on a career. And now, uh, yeah, I'm just like running uh, the skinny spawn stuff. So a lot more serious in your 30s because quickly as your 20s fade away, you realize you're going to need to like support yourself realistically one day and be an adult and have an actual career. Cause like, I don't know if you're reaching 40 and you're just working at nightclubs and stuff. I don't know. Again, life gets a, gets really hard and uh, tiring at that point. Yeah. And you don't want to be that wrinkly or Botoxed up like lady at the club trying to live it up with 18 year olds. <laughs> Cause there's always a couple of them. Oh yeah, for sure. That's so funny. So for me, I was like super motivated and super keen and worked my butt off. And now that I'm in my 30s, I'm like relaxed a little bit because I've established that kind of career cushion while you, for, for you, it was like the opposite um, process, I guess. <laughs> totally. Okay. Next topic is oh, social media, Lindy. What was your social media like 10 years ago, 15 years ago? I think that's just when Facebook came out, was in my 20s. So 
I think I was a little, I didn't censor anything. I would just post anything and uh, say anything. If I offended anyone, I didn't care. But now in my 30s, I realized that stuff's there forever. And if you can look back on it at embarrassing things, people can save your pictures or they can look at it for jobs that you're applying for. A lot of employers look at that. So I realize that now. So I'm a little more censored on my social media. I'm wondering now what I posted way back in the day that's been public on my Twitter and my Facebook and yeah there needs to I think they have companies out there actually that like edit your social media so that it's appropriate for I don't know job searches and stuff yeah it's super important like that could mean the difference between you getting a job and not getting a job mm-hmm did you ever have a Nexopia or did you use MSN back in the day yeah, MSN for sure with the little emojis. It was I could spend hours sending emojis and joking around with friends on MSN and Nextopia where you post your pictures and stuff like that. It was used more for like a dating thing, I think, back then. I think so too. And like the webcam selfies, oh my gosh. I found one or I found a one photo of that contained three webcam selfies of oh my gosh, they were so embarrassing, but I still had to post it because it was so funny. Um but no, you have Nexopia, MSN. Oh, not emojis. They were called emoticons. Oh, okay. <laughs> social media knowledge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have, like, I had all these different platforms. So before Facebook, there was Multiply. Um, and it was like a blog with that's a lot more customizable than Facebook. And I also had a photo log. Um, and there was Friendster, which was more popular in the Philippines, but never really caught on in in North America, I think. But if you look at the social network, the movie about Facebook, it had like a mind map of all their, their competitors. So they had like Friendster on the on the mind map whiteboard thing. They had Multiply. They wanted to like get all of the good parts of all those other um, social media platforms and make Facebook. Oh, and MySpace. But I never had a MySpace, I don't think. Nor did I have a Calgary Planet back in the day. People had Calgary Planet. Did they have an Edmonton Planet? No, but they, I did have MySpace and I remember posting a picture and talking to a few people, but it just didn't blow up like Facebook did. No. Yeah. I think it was a little too more, too complicated. Facebook made it really simple. And I remember signing up for Facebook and like multiply drifted. And then our like parents started signing up for Facebook and everyone was like, I, they're not supposed to be on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, now I think people are over like the long videos and the long rants. They just want quick, satisfying, like 20 second video or 20 second like saying or something. I think that's why TikTok is so popular now. Are we too old oh, for Oh, totally. Uh, I just have avoided getting TikTok because I know it's like a super waste of time. Like you mentioned before, you're like on it and it just keeps playing more videos that you're going to like. And then like next thing you know, it's 4 a.m. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like have to get rid of it, but I haven't. That's happened a few more times since then. But yeah, <laughs> interest is definitely like a shorter attention span, which I don't know is a good thing, but it is what it is. And so, okay, watching TV slash movies Definitely Friends was popular when we were in our 20s. Yeah, I think it's still popular now because Netflix had it on. I think they moved to another platform, I don't remember what, but um, yeah, TV, 
be we're so lucky now with all the streaming platforms back in the day we had to download everything i remember using projectfreetv.com um if i in switzerland when i didn't have cable um otherwise you'd have to like sit down and watch tv i watched friends live not live but when they released the episodes in my no it was maybe junior high, way earlier than my 20s, but you have to like wait for Thursday night, 9 p.m., sit there and watch it, unless you have a VCR, which we didn't, um, which we did, but I didn't record. I didn't care recording anything. I was just going to sit there and watch the whole half hour of Friends, but yeah, we're just so lucky now with all our different streaming services and so much free entertainment out there, too. Yeah, I know I'm like a few years older than you, but a Friday night was lit when we went to Blockbuster. Like, that was our movie night. Totally! that was so that's so nostalgic actually we would my family would always go to like rogers video or blockbuster and pick out a movie or a, a couple movies for the weekend that's uh yeah those were the days yeah and you had to go a little bit earlier just because all of the uh rentals would have been already rented out so you have to get early and like all the new releases they'd have like 20 of them on one wall and you're like yes there's one left then you rent it and then yeah you have to like make sure you bring it back so that you don't get charged late fees and stuff like nowadays kids don't know the struggle of watching a good movie i know right oh that just takes me back that was so many good memories did you ever buy like candy when you were in line at the blockbuster yeah, but it was, like, more expensive than the grocery store, so my mom would always say no, so we'd, and then we'd go to the grocery store, or we'd get Little Caesars, because it was right by there, so Little Caesars foot-long pizza was super popular in my 20s, we'd get one of those, and then we'd rent Blockbuster movies. Oh, that sounds so much fun. <laughs> okay, on the same brain wave, wavelength, listening to music, were you a downloader back in the day, or did you collect CDs or cassette tapes? Um, yeah, I collected, well, my first tape was Billy Ray Cyrus. Um, my what? Heart. <laughs> Don't break my heart. My achy breaking heart. Yeah. But that was like in the late 80s. So in my 20s, um, I did collect CDs. My first CD was, um, Cypress Hill, Black Friday or something like that. It was Cypress Hill. rock? Uh, Cypress Hill is like a hardcore rap, um, group. And at the time there was a lot of swear words in it and stuff. So I had my Discman and my dad listened to it one day and he said, you're not listening to this. This is ridiculous. And he threw it in the garbage. I was like, that was probably $20 of my like hard earned money. <laughs> it was expensive to buy albums back in the day. Yeah. That crap wasn't cheap. You probably collected CDs, I'm sure. And like alphabetized them. <laughs> I did collect CDs, but I didn't, I don't think I alphabetized. Um, I remember when in junior high, not in our 20s, when like downloading and Napster came out and my friend would make me mixed CDs. That was super fun. But um, in my 20s, I totally went through like a Canadian indie rock phase and started like collecting a whole bunch of CDs. So I have a whole bunch of random bands. Mm -hmm. Um, that I've collected, which are really, really good and make, make it really nostalgic when I look at my CD collection, which is not with me right now. It's at my mom's. <laughs> and oh yeah, all like the random like boy bands and girl bands that, that kind of came and went. Like, do you remember O-Town? I think that that yeah. was not in my 20s, but like it, it's still, I still have a CD of theirs. Um, my first cassette tape was probably, oh, two, Backstreet Boys and 
Spice Girls. I'm pretty sure we went to like HMV at the mall and bought some cassette tapes. Um, and you know what I loved or who I loved too? Aqua. Remember Aqua? I loved Aqua. I loved them so much. Barbie Girl? Yeah, of course. And they had a second album too, which was really, really good. Aren't they like Scandinavian? I don't remember where they're from. Sweden? I don't know. Yeah. And then when HMV went out of business, weren't you thinking like, whoa, what is this world coming to when CDs are not going to be popular anymore? And like our kids probably, if we didn't collect them, wouldn't even know what a CD looked like or what it did. Yeah, exactly. And that reminds me that I had a CD Walkman too, and my sister Jessica borrowed it and like accidentally drops it and breaks it. And I was so upset because it was like a beautiful Panasonic um, CD, personal CD player. Um, and it was just like destroyed. So she had to buy a new one with her own money. So still remember that. Thanks, Jess. How rude. And some of them, they came out with the shockwave so you could like walk with it and it wouldn't skip. Yeah. Wow. Technology. Did you ever have like MP3 players that weren't an iPod? Um, yeah, the little tiny ones, they were just MP3 players, but I could never figure out how to work them or download music or do anything like that. So I was the worst with that kind of stuff. Well, they were not user-friendly at all, which is why I think the iPod got so popular because they were so easy to use. I remember I had, I had a really good one though. It was like a little bean shaped thing. And I gave it to my little sister, Sophia, who's like 15 years younger than me. And uh, a long time ago, but it had like pussycat dolls on there, um, Michael Buble stuff. Oh, I went through an indie rock phase, classic rock phase. I never went through a rap phase, so I, I'm surprised you bought that Cypress Hill album. Yeah, everyone in my school was listening to it. I think I was in junior high, so I didn't want to be the only one not listening to it, so I had to buy Cypress Hill album. I couldn't relate to it at all, or like, I didn't enjoy it, but I just had it to be cool, I guess. Yeah, that's probably why I never got into rap or country, because I just couldn't relate. <laughs> yeah, it was always just because the boys liked it. I'm pretty sure a boy I had a crush on liked it or something. Which, I guess, <laughs> brings us to dating 20s versus our 30s. Oh, yes, I love this topic. I think we've exhausted this topic so much in our show, but ugh, it's just so juicy. And I loved dating in my 20s. I had a boyfriend. My very first boyfriend was, like, when I was 16, I believe. And we were together for five years so until I was 20. But once I broke up with him or we broke up, pretty sure he dumped me. Um, yeah, I was free and I was in university. I was willing to date around and just had my fun with a whole bunch of dates. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I love dating. And I know it's like so different nowadays, but I'm just glad that I dated during the the time without social media, the time without like online dating, because it was, I don't know, I think it was just like easier to find decent guys back then. And instead of, because now they have like so many options, you can just swipe left, swipe right and find somebody else. So at least like then I think we were more appreciated because it was so hard to approach a girl back then. So they really appreciated having a date and really, you know, treated us well back then. But versus today, now that I'm 30, uh, now that I'm married, dating, dating is non-existent because we don't have an open relationship. <laughs> We're monogamous. Um, but yeah, we really, Jet and I are not good with our date nights. We really have to like just do that more often. I think, you know what, I just think it's not my love language. I've never read the book, but 
I'm pretty sure I've, I've heard enough of the love languages that I think my love language is like active service and not like taking me out or going out. Uh, I want him to like clean the house. I want him to, I don't know, mow the lawn. And I'm like, oh, thank you. So I don't know. I guess I'm just not like a date person now that I'm married. But back in the day, I loved going out. I loved taking advantage of boys and um, going out to dinner and brunch and lunch and everything. Okay, in your 20s, where did you meet the guys that you dated? Because there was no dating apps. Mm-hmm. School, of course, which was like a bad idea because you date somebody, you break it off, the, that bridge is burned, and that person has, you know, friends here, connections there, and that kind of, that bridge is also burned, so I wouldn't recommend, like, getting too, too, uh, excited about dating people at school, but, um, I don't know, yeah, mostly school, because I, uh, I took engineering, and there were a lot of guys, um, not a lot of girls, so, um, the odds were good, but the goods were odd. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Um, definitely 20s and 30s dating is drastically different. In my 20s, I hung out with my friend Tina a lot because after high school, we moved to BC and we were always hanging out together. So she was kind of the shy one around guys and I was the outgoing one. So we what? went- What? She was shy? Yeah, a little bit shy when it comes to like guys, unless she had like a few drinks, but I was always the one, if we saw some like guys sitting at the bar or something, I would always be the one to like go up and talk to them and be like, do you want to hang out? Or like, what are you guys doing? Or at the beach, I would like just go up to guys. I think I didn't really care because in your twenty, in my twenties anyways, um, dating was more for fun. It wasn't looking like long-term. You didn't really like invest too much into someone. Basically, if you could go have some drinks and dinner and you left it was worth the date. So, and you, like in your twenties, you don't have a lot of money. So a, fr a nice free dinner once in a while is nice. <laughs> totally agree. Nothing serious. Totally worth the dinner. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> exactly. Different mindset, a different mindset in your twenties than in your thirties. Totally. Cause in my twenties, I was just looking for some fun. And then in my thirties, things got a little more serious. So I would really think about going on a date with someone even to begin with because in my 30s I could afford to buy myself a dinner so I didn't really need that anymore and I was looking for a potential husband so I didn't want to waste time going on a date with guys that I knew there was no future with so in your 30s a lot more serious it's still fun but a little more I felt like more like self-conscious a little more awkward because the stakes were a little bit higher in my 30s so but obviously now I'm engaged, so there's no more of that, but a bit different. Yep. It obviously worked, whatever you were doing. And I can't see you as awkward or what did you say? Weird or awkward? Yeah, I cannot see that at all. You're just so outgoing and so friendly. And I think you and I were the same way when I, when we were younger, because like I would approach a guy, no problem. I mean, what's, what do you have to lose? They'd say no, or they just kind of, I don't know, say hi and move on with their business if they're not interested so um yeah I, it was fun approaching guys yeah exactly and like i would just not care about anything i would just have fun like if my friend said she thought this guy was good looking or something i would just go up to him like ask him for what the time he'd look at his watch and i'd grab his hand and put it on her boob or something <laughs> just... <laughs> that is a direct strategy yeah just screw around and have fun and it was like really no consequence to anything because if you, if it didn't work out whatever you just don't ever talk to him again but in your 30s it's like a little more serious if a guy doesn't call you back or you invested time and did your makeup and put lotion on for him and he doesn't call you back it's a little more emotional in your 30s 
Mm -hmm. But you and Brett, you like your dates, right? You like your date nights. You like to go out, which is really nice. Yes, we do like to have a little fancy steak night once in a while, have a few cocktails, and then come home and watch a movie. That's our date night now. Before date nights would be with Brett, we would go for dinner, and then we go to like whatever pub or club is around, just drink until we are hammered, and then come home, like do it, and then <laughs> do it all over again the next weekend. But now hangovers, obviously, like we've said before, are a little bit worse. So we have a few drinks nowadays. We don't get drunk with each other, really. We just more enjoy your time, come home, watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that totally reminds uh, Yeah, we used to do that with uh, together as well, me and Jen. Go out and actually, like, after dinner, go somewhere afterwards instead of going back home and going out, like, even dancing sometimes. I mean, can you imagine? I don't think we'd be doing that nowadays with Jet. I, I know I'd love to, but... Um, I know I'm pretty sure he had to like force himself to dance in our twenties because I'm such, I was such a big dancer back then. And he was just like, I remember his first, he took me out to the pub at the university and his dancing was just like shoulder shrugging and his hands were in his pockets and he his like shoulders were not shrugging, but like going back and forth, like rotating and like what kind of a dance? Anyway, he tried and it obviously worked because we're married. Yeah, and there's a lot more effort but when you first start dating as compared to now. I have to sometimes say, Brett, get off your phone. We're out for dinner. Like, before, we're just so interested in, like, everything the other person has to say, ordering shots, going wild. But, you know, that's with every relationship, I'm sure. <laughs> but we were talking about partying, which is our last topic. Um, Lindy, how has partying changed for you? Um, now that you're 30 and compared to your 20s. In my 20s, my main goal was to party. Just party, party, party any way I could. I would go out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, I would not really get hungover and I'd be able to do it all the next day. If I couldn't stomach the alcohol, I would have a Caesar to get a little bit of a buzz and then I would just keep drinking. So now in my 30s drinking, I don't go out to just party and drink and go wild for no reason. I feel like there has to be a birthday or an event, a special event or some reason to do it because it's really not worth the hangover to just do it for no reason. <laughs> oh, totally agree. You know what? I remember back in the day, you'd just be so excited to go out. That was like the thing to do on the weekends and you just so look forward to it. I don't know why anymore. Maybe because um, we couldn't do it for, I don't know, until we were, what, should have been 18, but some of us did it um, underaged um, more than others. Uh, but yeah, like I remember just being so excited. Like that was a thing to do, getting all dressed up, picking up the right outfit, um, getting all the friends in, driving there. Sometimes I'm DD, sometimes I'm not. It was just like so exciting to go out, dance, get hammered, and then just stumble home. That was just the thing to do, but I can't imagine I don't know, maybe we just exhausted ourselves doing that so much in our 20s that that it's not interesting anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I know. In my 20s, if it was a Friday or a Saturday and none of my friends had any plans or no one was going out, I would hear people walking along the street and like having fun and stuff. And I would feel such an intense feeling of FOMO. If it was a Friday or Saturday night, I'd feel like depressed if I wasn't going out because it's the weekend. You're supposed to be partying and having fun. But yeah, now I just hear people outside my window because I'm right in the middle of downtown. 
sometimes I just want to like shut the window, close the blind and just like watch a movie. And that's enjoyable. Like for me now. <laughs> <laughs> You're yelling at the young kids. Hey, hey, down there. <laughs> um, in my twenties, I would go to bed all the time. No fail with the spins and I'd be puking and just the worst hangover the next day. So I can see I haven't had the spins or puked in a long time from alcohol. Same. <laughs> but I mean, back in the day, it was so much easier to get over a hangover. I remember just having like a hot dog and a Gatorade from 7-Eleven and I'd be fine. Or some, some McDonald's. Um, oh, you know what I do all the time? And go to a Denny's actually. So we'd go to like Roadhouse here in Calgary and then we'd go to Denny's afterwards. And I just love that. Like just munching out on all the Denny's and greasy eggs and cheese and sausage. I don't know. Yeah Denny's, yeah, Denny's was lit after the bar and they sold beer there too at the Denny's we always went to and I would always get moons over my hammy and eating the food be so delicious. And then yeah, you just come home like, and it was like not even a big thing to, if you drank too much and you puked and went to bed. It's like, oh, she got too drunk. It's, it's like normal thing. But now I would feel like so mean to my body if I did that to myself and embarrassed if my friend's like holding my hair while I'm puking like at my age it would seem really weird. <laughs> well we've grown up and matured so much learned the error of our ways <laughs> you know what we should do we should have like an old school now that the back alley is open I don't think um, did you ever go here in Calgary I know you're from Edmondson but did you ever go to the back alley yeah back alley was really popular as the the year I moved here and they always had girls night. So drinks would be, I think 50 cents for uh, vodka slime and they would have male strippers, but like the good male strippers, the one that had like the cop outfits and were like super buff, kind of like magic Mike strippers. They were that hot and they always like turned the lights down. It was like sexy thing. And we were hammered off $5. Yes, that, uh, that takes me back. The nights, the ladies' nights at the back alley were always the best. They actually were, like, really good dancers. Pretty sure there was a guy called, like, Dave Diamond or something. He was always there. And they were so good. Um, but, yeah, we should, now that it's back open, we should do a back alley ladies' night. I'm sure the drinks are no longer 50 cents, but we'll do what we can. And then go to Denny's afterwards and then, yeah, have, like, a slumber party or something. Yeah! that sounds like so much fun but now that I think about it in my 20s there was always big really big nightclubs that had ladies night that had cheap drinks and strippers that's non-existent anymore must be like a early 2000s thing I guess I mean I would welcome it maybe they still do that let's check it out at back alley and we'll do like maybe our show from there I know we'll make some calls we'll do a live show <laughs> 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 well, this was so much fun, Lindy. I think this was the perfect way to celebrate our one-year anniversary. Yes! Cheers, girl! Cheers! Well, okay, everyone, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Prosecco Party Podcast. And follow us personally on Instagram, Lindy at Miss Health Nut and Isabel at Isabel Valoria. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And remember, life is short, so join the party. Cheers. Cheers.